pledge allegiance to the band. It may perhaps discourage you, unless of your kidney, or infected with this vicious virus, that you'll be ordered to pay a fine of 75 pounds. I'll pay now, if you don't Just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder. These guys would have it. Welcome to Movies That Rock, a rock and roll journey through cinema. I'm your host, Josh Fitzgerald, and coming back to the show today is a good friend of mine from the Rock Solid podcast. Um, he's been on the show a couple times before. We did the Fire Festival documentaries. It was a, a twofer. Um, we also did Rocket Man, which was fun. And we have another twofer kind of coming at you tonight with Rocky Horror Picture Show and Shock Treatment. This is... Pat Francis, welcome back. Hello, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, yeah. This is the Wednesday before Halloween, and I've been wondering what kind of Halloween it's going to be this year. It's going to be interesting. What we're going to do is, because it's canceled here, and I'm in Los Angeles, it's canceled mm-hmm. here. Um, we're going we're gonna, to, we have a white picket fence in front of the house, and we're going to tape candy on the fence. Oh, nice. So then if any <laughs> kids, I don't know if anyone's still going to, Try to trick or treat. They can just pull whatever they want right off the fence. It's a great idea. So, I know a couple people I know said they were going to go trick or treating, but it's our numbers are going to be very low. Yeah, I mean <laughs> if it's fine out here, it's technically canceled, so I don't know if people will have candy at their houses or not. But you know, just just in case, just in case, that's what we'll do. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. That way, they can social distance. Yep, take their own personal candy. Don't yep. have to worry about digging their hands in the, the bowl and yeah. <laughs> sterilizing after every every child. And we uh, we actually, we love Halloween because we love seeing the kids in their costumes. Yeah. And I made a joke many months ago that Halloween, trick-or-treating this year, everyone would be like, I'm Dr. Spider-Man or I'm Dr. Batman <laughs> yeah. or Dr. Wonder Woman because everyone will have a mask on. So right, but right. I guess we won't get to see those kids, but maybe, who knows? We'll see. Maybe. I'm surprised I haven't seen anybody dress up like as coronavirus, <laughs> like dress up as the, <laughs> as the actual Look, virus. That would be a good one. That, that would, would be, be maybe, one. maybe I'll do that Saturday on Name That Tune. We play Name That Tune every yes. Saturday for Rock Solid. That would be interesting. But then you, that, what if you run the risk, though, then you come in contact with someone who has a family member that died from it? Yeah. No, I wouldn't actually do that. But <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, but it's a yeah. good costume. Like, it's, a, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny. You know what I mean. It's clever. It's, it's clever. timely. It's timely. <laughs> yeah. So. In, in questionable taste, but. It is in questionable So I'll throw taste. that out there to the listeners. If anybody has, you know, a safe place where they could pull off that costume, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, have at it. <laughs> it's a freebie for you. <laughs> right. Apparently, so, keep, oh, go ahead. Apparently, the White House, they could do it because they're not afraid of it. Oh, though. yeah. No, they're not. They all survived it. They're, they're they good. They did. They're immune. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So keeping in the Halloween spirit, we have a double feature tonight that um, Pat kind of threw this one at me. And I had to do a little research because I wasn't familiar with this movie. So he suggested that we do the 1981 sequel to the Rocky Horror Picture Show called Shock Treatment, <laughs> which... Um, we I, we both actually watched it first, I think. Yes, and, and, and I had never, neither one of us had. I've never seen it before. Yeah, never. And before we start our, our discussion about it, I, I uh, do want to let you know that Pat just held up the DVD copy that he 
it, uh, he bought, he sent to me to watch it. So I watched it. I mailed it over to him for him to watch it. And now we're going to be raffling this off. So keep your eyes open on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm going to be posting a trivia question for those who are listening closely to this episode. Take some notes like we did. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I will be picking one lucky person to get a DVD copy of today's, one of today's movies, Shock Treatment. And it's the 25th anniversary edition. So yes. there's some and, bonus features because at the time yeah. I don't think it was, you know, months ago when we watched it, I don't think it was streaming anywhere. So no, mm-mm. so it's available on YouTube for free in, in the mediocre quality. Yeah. So this is, this is a lot better. This is yeah. a lot clearer. It's, and, right. it's the yeah. best you're going to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and trust me, this is a movie you want like the best possible. Oh my God. Part. Definitely. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, we should probably keep this pretty spoiler-free since we're giving away a copy of it so people can. And I can imagine that a lot of listeners will have seen this. I, I could be wrong, but... Yeah, I don't think I don't think a lot of listeners... There's no way. No, no. no even, I know diehard Rocky Horror Picture Show fans that mm-hmm. are like, really? I don't think I know what that is, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, it's very different, though. It yeah. is, as far as the plot and the, the, the tone yeah. and the themes... I mean, the music is similar. The, the, the songs have a similar vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're catchy, but. So what are we going to talk about? First? Are we going to go in order? Or are we going to work our way well, backwards? Well, I was wondering, should we, should we, we could work our way backwards. I mean, we, we, we both watch Shock Treatment first. Yes. Well, maybe we should do Rocky Horror first since it is technically first. But I feel like we, it, um, it's, so, it's so different from Shock Treatment that it probably wouldn't you know, affect it too much. But yeah, we can talk Rocky Horror real quick. This was kind of a last minute addition right. to what we were going to talk about because we were just going to do Shock Treatment. And then I kind of mentioned, I think I'll watch Rocky Horror too just for some context. And I said, oh, that's a good decided, idea. Sure, let's do it. Yeah. Now, what was cool, and, I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I've ever, ever watched it uh, without being in a theater. Yeah. With all the shenanigans going on. Right. And um, you can actually hear what the people were saying. Exactly. And uh, I think it, I mean, I think it holds up pretty well it does, as yeah. a, as a comedy horror musical. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the acting's great. I mean, I think yeah. it hits all the marks. I think you can check off all the boxes. The, the, yep. the songs are so much fun. Um, Look, if you haven't seen Rocky Horror yet, uh, sorry about spoilers for this. But I forgot about the <laughs> opening scene when uh, Tim Curry and Richard O'Brien, uh, when they're there at the mm-hmm. wedding. Yeah, like, that's right. Tim, yeah. Tim Curry's the 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 preacher, and then and then uh, Magenta and and Riff Raff are uh, kind of like American Gothic there. Very subtle foreshadowing. Yeah, there. Very, it's, like, it's very yeah. subtle, but it's very cool and. Um, and Damn It, Janet is such a great song. Damn It, Janet is a great song. And <laughs> and Rocky Horror Picture Show started as a Broadway musical or off-Broadway musical, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, yep. or maybe just a musical. And it's it's perfect. Like, it's a, it is. It's a great adaptation bringing a, a musical uh, play to the screen. It's, it's just great. It's a classic for a good reason. And I think the reason that this movie still is so beloved and still holds up is there's really... There's nothing else like it, it's, it even mm-hmm. as far as like its themes, you know, like it's so unapologetically mm-hmm. pansexual and, and yes. sex positive and, and joyful. And, and um, dude, there's, there's, they still don't make movies like that. I mean, this no. is 1975. This, that must have been revolutionary well, at the time. It was, you know? It's revol- revolutionary for many reasons. But uh, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. first of all, not <laughs> n- 
not a uh, not a success initially mm-hmm. because right. um I used to when I would see it at the theater with you know throwing stuff and yelling stuff I would always think oh yeah this this couldn't possibly work as just a movie so yeah. they had to pivot and and create a this late night movie craze but mm-hmm. then watching it last night I'm like, I was wrong. This this really works as a movie. It really and, stands alone well, yeah. yeah. And I don't know why it, it didn't work in to the, to the point of where I, I would think if I went back into a theater to watch it again, I'd probably be annoyed at people. Right, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> um, how old were you the first time you saw a Rocky Horror Picture Show? I think I was maybe like 16. Yeah, I saw it in... Yeah. I saw it in ninth grade, so I was probably 15 or 16 also. Yeah. It came to yeah. my hometown. There was a theater right downtown. Really? I live in a, lived in a very small town, about 5,000, 6,000 people in western mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Uh, and um, I remember when I, when I came home that night, I felt like I saw something dirty. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I went to Catholic yeah. school and... My mom's like, how, how was that movie last night? I'm like, it was really good. You know, just like, but it just felt like, because right. there's, there's those. Uh, it's really naughty. It's just naughty. Like, yeah. But yeah. What, coming from a, a, a strict Catholic upbringing and right. n- never seeing, and probably not seeing many R movies even at that time at 15. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was this was one of my first ones, I think. Yeah. It was something yeah. like, because I, I didn't. I had no notion of it going in all of a sudden, except for people saying you need to bring an umbrella. You need to bring toast or bread. You need <laughs> right. to, you need to have a spray Rice. bottle. And I'm like, all right. And we're going to, and we're just going to throw this shit is probably what I said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and people are yelling and the, the, swearing the F word mm-hmm. theater. And it was just like, I'm like, what the hell? And I think that right. I, I saw it quite a few times back in the yeah. day. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, and, and I just remember being shocked by all, just everybody just banging each other and, you yeah, know, like yeah, <laughs> Frank like and Furter, swapping, like nothing, yeah, right. Frank and Furter banging uh, Brad and Janet and Janet, right? Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, what else was I going to say about it? Um, <laughs> but I, but back then when I would see it again, I didn't think it was a good movie. Like I said, it, as a fifteen-year-old, I thought, yeah, this is kind of this is kind of bullshit. It's only, it's only good if you're yeah. throwing stuff. But right. <laughs> I was wrong. Or high or something, right? <laughs> the songs are. Uh, the songs are fantastic. Yeah, I love I love the music in this. Uh, I mean, and, and and so many. I mean, they're all so catchy. Tom Tom Warp is ubiquitous. You hear that everywhere, right? But the but the deeper cuts, like "Damn It, Janet," mm-hmm. and the the opening, the science fiction double feature. Oh my god, it's great! Yeah, that's a great song. I love I love how they do that too with the mouth. Yeah, it's creepy, but it's effective. It works really well with the song. It does. I one of my favorites too is is. Um, and it, Susan Sarandon doesn't sing that great in this movie, but it's the the touch a touch a touch me song. Yep, I want to I want to feel dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, and the Milo song, Hot Patootie, Bless My Soul, is great. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I and I think what's great is are these songs, these big standout songs happen uh, at, at big moments in the movie or big, yeah. you know, a big production piece, and um, yeah, every. Everything is great about it. And I, you know. Speaking of big pieces, those statues. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that was another thing that shocked me when I was a youngin. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and to see uh, uh, the monster, is it, do they call him Rocky? 
is Rocky the yeah, monster? Rocky the monster is in, the monster. In those yeah. super, super—I mean, super good-looking guys, super physically fit, and the mm. tiniest gold shorts <laughs> that I had ever seen. Yeah. On a man. <laughs> I have to and tell you, wearing them confidently, yep. and yeah. I have to tell you, as a, as a, um, as, as uh, again, as fifteen-year-old, uh, raised Catholic, um, totally different now than I was when I was fifteen. But that scene, uh, the silhouette scene with um, with Dr. Frankenfurter and Brad, I was really like put on my heels by that. I'm like, whoa, yeah, this is uh, people this, can do that. <laughs> this is, yeah, it was like it was a uh, uh, for lack of a better term, ballsy. <laughs> yes, <it laughs> the was. whole scene is ballsy. But yeah, yeah, I was um, yeah, I was like, wow, that's. That's crazy. It's pretty my and and, it, and it's it so yeah and it's people, and, and it's so nothing. It's not graphic. It's not. No, you know what I mean no. There's it, nothing. It's not it, nothing weird about it. Like no. it, you know, I mean, so many movies have, especially during that time. You know, if you had a, a gay character, a bisexual character, there yeah. was always some kind of. It was either a, a consequence for it, or right. it was preachy. You know, right, this, this, right. I think that's why so many. You know, why this resonated so hard with so many people, is you know, it's mm-hmm. just. It's part of the act. It's just part of, you know, maybe we just need to get over ourselves a little bit. Uh, Just let people do what they want to do. I know. know, I know. So like you said, this was so far ahead of its time, you know, in that way. And in some ways it still kind of feels like it. You know, I mean, there's, especially if you think of like movie musicals. Yeah. But because it's, that's a a genre of movie that's very square. Yeah. You know, that's considered to be very Mm -hmm. kind of, um, you know, not, not a very progressive area to be you know right making art if you will and right. this really just turns it on its heel or on its head i guess yeah also in 1970 like you said if there was a gay character in a movie it was a very gritty movie you know what i mean there yes very, yeah. or and you know it was very it wasn't and this is just so light and happy and colorful mm-hmm. and joyful the whole way right. through and um the casting is perfect like i can't mm. think of anyone else that could play Dr. Frankenfurter. Now I know they did the TV, um, the TV version, and who was the, who was uh, who played Dr. Frankenfurter? Oh it gosh! Was, um, one moment, uh, ladies. This was one piece of trivia that I did not look up because I did I did not know that we would get into. But I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. And again, this was an odd one for them to do live at the eight o'clock hour uh, yeah. on on a network because. Uh, you can't really sanitize it. Not that it's there's anything wrong right. with it, but it doesn't really play to middle. It still doesn't play to middle America at eight o'clock on ABC. You know no, I mean? it doesn't have that kind of appeal to it. I mean, uh, first, um, I'm just a sweet transvestite. That still well, Laverne Cox. Laverne Sorry. Cox didn't yes. mean to cut you off, but yeah, yeah. and uh, and she was good. And but um, but Tim Curry. He's got the whole thing. You know what I mean? He's got the whole yeah. thing. And what? You know who tried to campaign for that role? Tell me. Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. He's got the Jagger swagger he's for got sure. The ja- I, mean. oh, I like that, the Jagger swagger. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but there's there's just, you know, Tim Curry's an actor. He is. And he and played he that sing. role on stage, too. Like, he got the part in the movie because he played it on stage. Oh, good. And this was his first movie role. And um, he did. Then he didn't do movies for a few years after this because I don't know if he was worried about being typecast or something. That might have been. But, uh, I know that he recorded some albums though after the fact. Oh, he did. He okay. did. But again, hard to. There is hard to find a shock treatment because I check. Yeah. Um, I've never heard them, but I check iTunes all the time. I'm like, 
Come mm-hmm. on. These have to pop up some once in a while, but no, not so far. Yeah, um, it's, the whole thing is really obscure. The movie, the, the soundtrack mm-hmm. especially. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it won't be obscure to the person who's receiving the DVD. No. From this episode. Right. The, yeah. um, and Richard O'Brien, who plays Riff Raff, yeah. so perfect. That was my favorite character when I saw the movie. I'm like, Riffra- yeah, Riff Raff I mean, is I love, amazing. I, I love Frankenfurter. I love, you know, I love everybody. But yeah. Riff Raff, just the way he would say, think time is fleeting. You know, just the way he would, mm-hmm. I just love yes, his that voice. Kind of like, that growl to him. Yeah, you know? yes, yes. Yeah. And then yeah. when he, then when at the end when he comes out and he has like a a, a space gun and his, and they're in those yes. gold, it's just like what is going on? But it was so, so great, so great. It, it's and, such a weird movie. Like if you when you're talking about like you can't really spoil it or talk about the plot too much because no, it's not cause really. You're going to be caught by surprise even if you yeah. even if I told you the whole thing, you have yeah. to experience it. You just can't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've only seen it in the theater with a crowd once, okay. one Halloween, maybe like eight or nine years ago. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. so, there were some people who that knew so many of like the the, um, the call out lines. Yes. I, like there's so many different ones. It, it, it Sometimes in the same scene, in the same moment. And so there's people saying all these different things all the time. Yeah. And it's just, it's like a, it's like a total free for all, which uh, is fun. Yeah. But yeah. It's weird. Uh, my oldest, Ezra, they love it. I mean, they go yeah. all the time. And I remember the first time they were going, they asked me, um, or no, I, they didn't ask me. I just offered it up that, oh, yeah, I was probably your age when I saw it. And Ezra was like, what? You've seen Rocky? And I'm like, yes, I see everything. It, it is from 1975. It is it from is, 1975. From a prior generation, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's probably the oldest movie that you could get young people to see right now. That's true, actually. <laughs> You're probably right about that. <laughs> um, and they still they still love it. It was Susan Sarandon's first part, I believe, first movie. I think so, yeah. Uh, and then and Barry Boss. She, she's not like a super great singer, but she mm-hmm. she pulls it off. Yeah, yeah. Well enough. Yeah. But she's got the um, she's got the the sex appeal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she it's does. not overtly. No one's really overtly it's, sexual except. Frankenfurter. Right. But then they but then they all come around. And, yeah, yeah. And they all become horny. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause she it's she's almost like that kind of schoolgirl, like girl next door, innocent yeah. kind of thing that she kind of plays off a little bit, but you mm-hmm. can see that there's something bubbling underneath the surface. And right. then once she you know, once she gets through that, then she's off the chain. Yeah, I feel like um I feel like if her and Brad actually, let's say no other movies existed and her and Brad, <laughs> they would break up after this movie. Yeah. Cause yeah, Brad's so. too square for uh, what emerges uh, right. as the new Janet. I <laughs> so just to don't, speak. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think, um, I just don't think that would work out, but no, uh, I don't think yeah, so. every, there's, there's a big, everyone changes from the beginning opening scene to, to the end. Yeah. Except Frankenfurter. Except Frankenfurter. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's sort of the anchor of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking on Wikipedia. I think there was a proposed sequel that wasn't shock treatment. It was something, mm. it was with Frankenfurter. Oh, no kidding. Hmm. I'm trying to think what it was. It was something about. I have the, the, I have the Wikipedia page open. Okay. See if you can right find now, a. Actually. 
Doctor Who influence. Okay, in 1979, O'Brien wrote a projected sequel to the film entitled "Rocky Horror Shows His Heels." The script would have featured the return of all the main characters from the original film, and O'Brien wished to largely use the original production team. However, Sharman did not wish to revisit the old co- concept so directly, and Tim Curry did not want to reprise his role. So that that kind of shifted into shock treatment. But it didn't. Uh, it doesn't give any. Uh, it doesn't tell you what that would. Uh, what the plot of that movie. No, I read that somewhere. No, that's all it gave. Hmm. I think it was. Some, I'll have to look into that and throw. I think it was something it like Janet's pregnant, but she's pregnant with Frankenfurter's oh. baby. Really? Or maybe they have a kid, and Frank, Frankenfurter comes and um, to let them know, "Oh, that's my kid," or something like. That's what I thought, but I could be huh. wrong. But I thought that's what I read. <laughs> He I, could, I mean, we can write our own script. If, sure. <laughs> well, I would have. Uh, I would. I don't know if a sequel with uh, with the original cast dilutes the original or not, but in retrospect, I would have loved to seen it. Yeah, I, it, a sequel with the original cast made in twenty twenty would be something. Well, <laughs> sadly, Saranda being a yeah, slightly yeah. problematic figure right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're so old. Like I think Richard O'Brien is like seventy nine. He, by the way, there's a there's a, a Disney show called Phineas and Ferb. Oh yeah, yeah. Richard O'Brien does the voice of their dad. Really? Yeah, he's in tons of episodes. Wow, I didn't know that. I tried to. I get, know Barry Boswick did like commercials for something, and he was on um, what was that Michael J. Fox show? Spin Family City. Ties? Spin City. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, he was uh he was the mayor or the governor or something in mm. Spin City, but um. I, I cut you off. You said you had tried to get. I was somebody. I I was trying to get Richard O'Brien on my podcast years ago because I wanted to talk about you know just the soundtrack and just Rocky Horror, right. but uh, I just couldn't find him. I couldn't track him down anywhere. Oh so. man! But yeah, I would That's love that. I know that would be that would be a really great guest to have. Yeah, even in 1975, he looks like he's 80. <laughs> I know, you know true. what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> So he really hasn't aged today. No, no. Now he probably looks great. <laughs> That's what it is. When oh, people, I'm sure, yeah. Like uh, my roommate in college, he was uh, almost totally bald in freshman year. So <laughs> when I see him now, he looks great. You know what I mean? Like he right, just looks right. I go, you look the same. He kind of aged into himself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the it's like my favorite band is Cheap Trick and the two guys in Cheap Trick that are the nerdy looking guys, they still basically look the same and the good looking mm-hmm. guys, they're the ones that are showing their age. Like kind of scraggly looking. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, you guys aren't holding up the way you used to look. These two right. guys look the same. They never look. Like, they never sorry, look. Sorry, Robin. Good. <laughs> yeah. Compared yeah. to Buddy Carlos. <laughs> yep. If you never, if you never look good, then you just always look the same. Right. <laughs> I don't know what else, what else would you like to do. Do you have any more things to talk about with Rocky Horror? I don't, I don't really think. So. I mean, with Rocky Horror, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, everybody knows it. Yeah. There's probably not a whole lot to say that we can really, you know, that hasn't been said before. You know. If you haven't seen it, go see it. You won't be able to see it in the theater this Halloween. No. Unfortunately. But um but I mean it's streaming on Hulu if you have Hulu. Yep. And um And I rented yeah, it via I rented it via uh Amazon Prime for three mm-hmm. bucks. What uh, could you look up since you have it in front of you? Yeah. What was the budget of Rocky Horror and what has it see if they have like uh what it's made to date? Like at the time it probably bombed. Like like how much it grossed? Yeah. Okay, let's see here. I have it on Wikipedia. Oh, mm-hmm. It was the budget was okay. yeah the budget was one point four million dollars. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess this box office must be to date. It's 170 million, but I, I okay. believe it's probably, well, no, 170 million is a lot of money. So yeah. yeah. So is. anyway, and just all the, you know, the years and years and decades yes. of box office numbers. Right. That, that's over, you know, what, 35 years or is, is right. 44, is it 45 years? It's 45, 45 yeah. 45 years. And again, directed that's by, crazy. directed by Jim Sharman Screenplay by Richard yeah. O'Brien, who plays Riff Raff and Jim Sharman. I'm going to see how old Richard O'Brien is. Yeah, he's 78. 78, wow. <laughs> 78. That's crazy. That picture in the, on his Wikipedia page doesn't really show his, um, what he looks. Oh, there he is in 2006. See, now I'm just scrolling the Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there he is. He looks he looks great for 2006. He does. Yeah, he really does. What's scary about 2006 is that's 14 years ago. Like when I, when someone says 2006, I think that's like two years ago. Right. <laughs> but it's 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Yeah, that's a big difference. Like people who are you know like like Ezra probably for for instance mm-hmm. born in 2000. Yeah. Is now in college. You know. Right. It's like that's and crazy. Rita was two in 2006 and she just had her 16th birthday. That's my my youngest daughter. So anyway. Unbelievable. I guess we move on. Yeah. Scale of one to 10, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is a 10. Absolutely. For sure. Without a doubt. Yep. For entertainment value and for historical value. I mean, it's, it's, you can't beat it. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying everyone will like it, but for me, it's a 10. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything about it's one it. Of those, it's one of those things if you haven't already kind of been, I don't know, admitted into the club, so to speak, or yeah. if you don't, aren't familiar with it already, you probably won't get it. Yeah. But if, you know, if it's, if you're familiar with it and you've known it for all these years and it's part of your, you know, it's part of the culture now. So it's, yeah. you know. And if you only ever saw the, the live version of it on TV, just yeah, forget, forget that. And yeah. They drop and the see ball. The, see the real thing. They drop the ball on those a lot, don't they, John? You like you. They I, do. I'm not a big musical theater guy, but mm-hmm. you like musicals. I do. I enjoy right? them. Yeah, and, uh, and the, my whole family likes musicals. And um, but I, I think those drop the ball sometimes. They just yeah, more often than not. There's yeah. been like maybe two or three good ones. The Wiz was really good. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar was really good. Um, the rest of them, kind of kind of hit and miss. I guess if the book is really good, like I, I, Rita and I, in two, uh, a year ago, we were in New York and we went and we saw a waitress. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I loved it. And I didn't know yeah, anything about I, it. I didn't heard know amazing the, things about it. Yeah. D- didn't know. Um, I didn't know the story. I didn't know any of the songs. And uh, yeah, I actually cried. So yeah, I cried wow. at one point because I'm like, oh, wow. this, sad. this song is so sad. But uh, yeah, it was great. I, I was hoping to see it. Came through Buffalo a few years ago. I was hoping to see it, but it sold out. Like yeah, it's in, crazy. Like a couple of days. Yeah. And there was. Now, some, did you see it with Sarah Bareilles in it, or, or was it a different? No, we had. I forget who the lead was, but she was fantastic. Mm. But but they had a they had stunt casting when we saw it, and it was um oh see I'm bad I'm being bad with names today. Uh, it's the YouTube sensation Miranda Sings. Oh, okay. I forget yeah. what I can't. Um, Colleen, um, what's her name? Colleen. I I know. I forget who she is. I can't. She, I couldn't tell you her name. But she yeah. was in the uh, she was in the comedic uh, waitress part. There's like three waitresses. There's the lead, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, then the other two are comedic ones, African American and one 
is uh, mm-hmm. is uh, Caucasian. So she was the Caucasian, but she was fantastic. And that's wow. that's who most of the audience was there to see. Oh, okay. They were really yeah, there to see a, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was so big at the time. So yeah, yeah. Colleen Ballinger. Colleen Ballinger. Okay. I'm sure we're getting a lot of angry people yelling at their yeah. People are yelling. Podcasting speaker. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, I guess we. So yeah, so shock treatment. Yeah. So it's, so speaking of Richard O'Brien. Yes. Because he wrote he wrote the the script for this as well, and it's directed by the same guy, Jim Sharman. Yep. And we're we're fast forwarding now to eighty one six years later. Six years later. Now here's the yeah. thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Right up front, as I was watching it. When they made Rocky Horror Picture Show, they just adapted their stage play into a movie, and then it became a midnight movie with shock treatment. Were they trying to make a midnight movie? That was my impression. Yeah. yeah, I felt like they were trying. And when you try, when something just doesn't happen organically, when you really try to make it this type of a thing... Uh, it often doesn't work. And right. sadly, <laughs> is it too soon? Is it too <laughs> soon? No, no, it's not too soon. Um, uh, yeah, shock treatment. Just don't want to discourage people from entering the contest. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, look, if you're going to see it, you might as well see it for free. That's true. Yeah, you're, then, you're absolutely and then you can right. Pass yeah. it around to your friends. But um, <laughs> now, shock treatment, it's a sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show, but there's an. There's three of the original cast, but they're in mm-hmm. different roles. Yeah. Richard O'Brien, Little Nell, and Patricia Quinn, yes. Mm-hmm. And also Charles Gray, who's the narrator in yep. Rocky Horror. He's also in this. So mm-hmm. there's there's the actor there the actor uh, connecting tissue. And then as far as characters go, Brad and Janet are in this movie, but they're played by different actors. Yeah. And these two one, actors, one of whom I liked a lot, <laughs> which we'll get into, but, <laughs> but these two actors are not as good as the yeah. Brad and Janet we know. And as I was watching it, I kept wondering, would I like this movie better if it was Susan Sarandon and Barry Boswick? But at the yeah. end of the day, I don't even think they could have saved it. Yeah. Here, the, my, my biggest issue with the two, main actors and I'll throw this right out there. I like Jessica Harper quite a bit. I thought she was, I thought she had a, one of the better singing voices in both of the movies. Yes. She did have a better um, singing voice, but she doesn't have, she didn't have the sexy fun as an actress that mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon has. I found, I found yeah. her singing good, but she's very stone cold. Most of the movie, even yeah, can, in, even in scenes where she's supposed to be having some fun, I don't sense any. Yeah. And I, I kind of noticed it too. And I was wondering if it was more a symptom of the writing and of the direction, even though it was directed by the same person, right. you know what I mean? Or, or, or was it her? I couldn't quite get a read on, on what, what it was, but I still kind of, I, I enjoyed her um, kind of like those moments where, where, especially like later in the movie, she started to get glam up a little bit. And yeah. she, she loosened up a little bit. I'm like, okay, she kind of won me over. Um, but the big, my biggest issue with those two is they, you know, we think of Susan Strand and Barry Boswick, they were just like oozing with this, this really subtle and, and, um, um, 
insidious sexual chemistry. Yeah, just and, it's just it's just simmering underneath. It's yes. ready to break through. And these yes. two don't have that. They don't have they they their chemistry was like in the negatives. Yes. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it just and, did not have And they're not together hardly at all in the movie. Right. We see right. them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It takes place in the same town of Denton. Denton, yes. Um and, which we have a very <laughs> Lovely little song to start us off in the movie about Denton. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's my first notes that I wrote down. The first thing I wrote was the set sucks. <laughs> like the Rocky Horror Picture Show sets <laughs> yes. are really cool. They are. And this and was just like it, lame 80s. And it all takes place. It The whole movie takes place at a TV studio. Yeah. And the, and the reason for, for for that for them doing that is because they couldn't get permission to film any of the outside scenes where they wanted to film them. So they're like, well, I guess we have to make it an all indoor set. That's ridiculous. And you go somewhere else. It's called right. a, a, a it's called a, a location scout. Location scouting, right? <laughs> um, my next note, and I don't know how far into the movie I wrote this, but I wrote this is amateur hour. Yeah, <laughs> it just felt like so. Yeah. It just felt so thrown together. Like by yeah. by 1981, the Rocky Horror Picture Show had been having, definitely having success as a midnight mm-hmm. movie, big time. Because I saw it, like I said, in 79. So this was, I mean, this was this was super <laughs> super disappointing. You're like speechless. Yeah. I I also wrote if I saw this at the theater, I would have walked out. Right. It's like going to see, like when I went to see Cats and paid $6 for it and I wanted every cent of it back, it probably would have been similar. Is it really bad? This. Like I didn't see Cats. Cats? Oh yeah. God. I, this is, this is like a masterpiece compared to Cats. Oh, no. <laughs> it's as oh, bad as God. everybody says it is, but we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> I also um, put people yelling out still wouldn't make this entertaining. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> It sounds. It sounds like you hated it even more than I did. I really, I really hated it, and like I was watching it. Uh, my wife Pilar was uh, on her laptop, and she was uh, she was in the living room next to me while I was watching it. And mm-hmm. I said, I said, oh, I have to watch this. I, what, do you want to watch this movie? I'm watching it for Josh's <laughs> podcast, and she's like, what is it? I go, it's the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show. She goes, oh, that sounds interesting. She goes, I have work to do, but just put it on. And um, <laughs> she just kept saying, this is terrible. This is awful. She just kept saying that. I'm like, shh, maybe it'll get better. Maybe there's going to be a turn. Maybe something's going to happen. But um, Never happened. Today, today when I told her, I go, oh, she goes, what podcast are you doing? I go, oh, we're finally doing the one about shock treatment. She goes, that's the worst movie that I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I I go. She said, said, now up until then, it was always uh, the Nicolas Cage uh, remake of The Wicker Man. Okay. But, yeah, I haven't seen that one. But today she said, I would see The Wicker Man again before I would ever <laughs> watch any of Shock Treatment. Wow. I know. That's them, that, them's fighting words right there. This is supposed to be, uh, Shock Treatment's a musical. The first song doesn't happen for 13 minutes. Yeah. And then I put- <laughs> And it's that stupid Denton song. I put, we're 13 minutes in and only one song and not a good one. <laughs> no. Like and Rocky Horror Picture Show opens with Damn It, Janet. It's a classic. Right. It opens, the opening credit sequence has a musical number. Oh, that's this right. Has, I'm sorry. A, yeah. This has like a freeze frame of a guy, a really weird freeze frame of a guy smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And it shows the, the credits going with the narration over it. This, Doesn't set the stage well. 
the budget for this it was two point one million dollars more than Rocky Horror. This wow. had a three three point five million dollar budget, and it looks it looks like cable access. It really does. I mean, so then I wrote, I, I kept writing down when the songs would happen. So then, fifteen minutes in is the second song, and it's bitching in the kitchen, and. Oh, yeah, that one I particularly hated. Yeah, see, I, was, yeah. I didn't hate that one. I, I thought it was one of the better ones, and that's not saying <laughs> a ton. That isn't saying much. We don't have a high bar here. Um, and then 22 minutes in, Janet sings a song called In My Own Way. And then I wrote in all caps, so far, there's no life in these songs. No, no. <laughs> a lot of them, to me, they were trying to sound like... Rocky Horror Sounds. Like a lot of them were trying to sound like Time Warp and right. sound like Half the Duty. Yeah. And even if they would have done that, even if they would have just used the exact same template, you know, mm-hmm. well, at this point we need to have a dance number. And at this point we right. need to have this. And I would have been okay with it. But this, so I, it's hard to believe that, that the same guys wrote this and, and made right. it. It's very hard to believe. Yeah. And I don't so even really I'm, know what the story is. I still I was just that was going to be my question like is there any kind of plot that we should be like un, un, unrolling here? I don't listeners? I can't even I can barely remember what the plot was because it seemed so shoddy. Right. It's it's kind of like this weird like this Truman show thing where where they where Denton is basically like take it's run by TV executives and the whole town is basically a, a TV studio and um they get on, you know, Brad and Janet go into the audience to watch the film, this taping of this one show, and they get pulled on stage yeah. um, for some game show contest saying yeah. they lose and they take him away and put him in. in Solitary like, confinement. Yeah, right. Exactly. But, but and then they take her. Oh, go ahead. But I was gonna, he's in solitary confinement, but still at the at the TV studio. Everything's at the TV studio. Right. Everything takes place right there. Yeah. It's like a weird reality show kind yeah. of thing. And then they take her and they drug her because they want her to be a, a, like a, a singing star, basically. Right. Yeah. And after that, I didn't. After that, I didn't know what the hell was going. Yeah, on. it's hard. That's it's, as much as I could comprehend. Because the the actor that plays Brad, uh, Cliff, uh, is it Cliff Young? Cliff Young. Cliff Young. You've seen yeah. him. You know, he's he's a guy that I used to see in you know guest starring on TV shows and stuff, but yeah. he just doesn't have it in this. And he plays two he, parts. He cannot. He plays two parts. Yeah, he, he does. plays yeah. Brad. And then he plays a guy named Farley mm-hmm. who's supposed to be like the evil guy, the evil doctor. But then I don't know if I should spoil the ending about what happens with those two characters, but they end up being, they end up being twins. They end up being twins. And he's, and the, the, the one who is fronting as Farley was trying to, get Janet for himself, which yeah. is why he went through that whole elaborate scheme. It's, 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 so it's a lot. Stupid. It's a lot to win a girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then on the, on the poster of shock treatment, we have uh, it's Richard O'Brien who plays Riff Raff. Mm-hmm. He plays a doctor yeah. in this. He has nothing to do. He doesn't give himself no. anything to do. And he's on the poster. This was right. the poster. <laughs> and he's in the movie for like five minutes. It feels like. Yeah, he, like Richard O'Brien hates this movie too. Actually, He's well, he wrote it. Saying, well, it's, right, it's, it's your fault, Richard. Right. <laughs> you wrote it, right? I mean, why? Why? What? They should have just made a, a sequel with the original characters. Like, uh, yeah, that would have been Riff, so much better. I mean, than, yeah, than, yeah. 
Uh, 27 minutes in, Janet's dad sings a song. He's kind of like a macho guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, God, that song. Thank oh, God, God I'm a man. I mean, it had, I'm going to just. Oh, I, I hated every second of that one. It has this line. It has this line in it. Uh, forgive me. I don't speak like this. Uh, I know which line you're referring to. It has contains the, the F word. So I'll put yeah, that out there, right? Yeah. yeah the F word for uh, the derogatory word. Can, should I, can yes. I say it? You can say okay, it. I'll Go tell ahead. you what. Yeah. I don't need to say it because it rhymes with the other word. It's blank and maggots. Yeah. It was one of the lines All in the song. blanks are maggots or something yeah, along those yeah. lines. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man. Come and on. then what's the, what's the deal like right before that when they're talking about I where, mean, I where, guess, she, where she's in her dad's kitchen, where she's in the, the parents' kitchen, and there's they make some comment about, um, you, you know, dad likes everybody except Mexicans or something. Like that. Yeah. And then they keep, they keep like, like perseverating on this joke about, oh yeah, dad doesn't like Mexicans and just keeps going. It's like, stop. How I mean, could that have been in good taste even back then. Yeah. I mean, um, because the guy never gets to look foolish. I don't mind if you have a yeah. character like that and then he either learns something or he's made to look foolish, but he's just allowed to be this, uh, backward thinking guy that was raised in the fifties. And that's how he is yeah. now. And we're just gonna, that's just dad. I think that they were trying to do something where they were, you know, making fun of the, you know, the conservative right. boomer generation, mm-hmm. but I don't, there wasn't enough there to pull it off. Like if this know? was, if this was a Rocky horror type film, um, Janet's dad would end up in a garter belt and panties somewhere <laughs> and realize that he in liked gold it speedo. And, re- and realize that he liked it. Kind of like how yeah. Brad did in the original. Right. But, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then yeah, that was, that was awful. I was, I kind of forgot about that, but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> then we got 33 minutes in, we get something called Farley's song and I can't even remember what that is, but I wrote, this oh. is the first song with some zip. Because of O'Brien, Little Nell, and Patricia Quinn, in but they're just in the chorus. Is it? It's it's not the title song, is it? You don't Shock think Creeper? it is? The, no, it's not the title song. Okay, that doesn't come for uh, until minute fifty-two. Oh, <laughs> it's bare. It's like over halfway. The movie's halfway over when the title song hits. Right. And I yeah. should like. I didn't mind the title song. I thought that was kind of a fun, yeah, catchy one. But, uh, but yeah, I don't remember Farley's tune. I don't remember that one. It, yeah, it's uh, Farley. He says a lot about it, how yes, forgettable it, the song is. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, w- I expected the songs to be great, even if the movie mm-hmm. wasn't. Right. And that's not the case. Sadly, <laughs> neither was good. No, sadly, neither was good. Uh, but again, Patricia Quinn O'Brien and Little Nell, with the little that they have to do, Little Nell is like a sexy nurse in this. She looks mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah, she does. Like I said to my wife, I go, that's little Nell from Rocky Horror. She's like, that hot nurse is? I go, yeah. She's like, no, it is. And I go, it is. She goes, it is. Yeah. doesn't look at all like the Mm-mm. redheaded pixie. Uh, right. From, it's just a total transformation. It was, at, yeah, it was at least halfway through the movie when I picked up on that. Yeah. That was. And I guess little Nell was like a performance artist in, or a club owner in New York in the 70s and mm-hmm. was like, kind of like an iconic you know, I, I want to say like, like an she, underground figure. kind yeah, of Yeah. Like maybe she'd be, you know, hanging with Andy Warhol. It seemed like that's okay. the type of a person she is. And, yeah. I, and I might be making a lot of that up, but that's, I'm pretty sure. Like a, like a studio 54, like kinda, a studio 54 person, type yeah. of person, you know, famous yeah. in New York for being famous. Right. So to speak. Right. But 
you know, acting and singing chops in this movie and, and in Rocky Horror. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Minute 40- More so in Rocky Horror than this one. Yes. <laughs> minute 43, uh, Little Black Dress. Um, oh, I, yeah. After that's, she gets that's o, over. Yeah, that's O'Brien and uh, Richard O'Brien and Janet uh, Quinn. And um, first of all, I wrote, the dress needed to be super micro mini. It's right. not even a little black dress. It's really not even. <laughs> it's really not at all. And I was like, it was, it was actually fairly conservative. Like yes. there's this, this one line where he'd make something like, "Oh, you look so good naked," or something like that. And like she's wearing she's a wearing full, a full dress. dress. Right. I also put in my notes they all should have been in little black dresses for that scene. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. all even if they even if it's cheesy, they walk through the dressing room door and they all come back and they all have an array of anything, yeah. to, anything to perk this movie up. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm rewriting the movie as I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh my God, why take no Hollywood? I'm like, they had no problem with cross dressing and, and everything in Rocky horror. Well, that's but, right. But here they didn't, they didn't really, they, they pulled every punch at this one. They, yeah, they didn't go for it. It was so weird. No. Um, <laughs> That Denton's, then there's like a soap opera that's being filmed at the TV station at the same mm-hmm. time called Denton Vale. It's just, it's, yeah. it's awful. It so just, stupid. it doesn't add anything to this movie. No. I, <laughs> we love it. I, we love it so much. I, I, I just don't understand why they, it seemed like they were aggressively trying to make a PG version of Rocky Horror in a way, you know, yeah. like they, yeah, like in this movie, went, you're went, right. This movie is PG. Yeah. There was really nothing in it that was objectionable no. at all, except for that one word that we mentioned, but yeah. And um, obviously back then that wasn't objectionable. That was fine. Right. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know why if they were, you know, had absolutely no qualms about, you know, strutting around in a, you know, in, in, you know, in a garter and, exactly. and fishnets in, in singing about transvestites in the first movie, why it was, not welcome in this one. Right. And that, that's, that's a big part for me why the movie doesn't work is because they just, it doesn't have that same, you know, it doesn't have any thrust to it. Right. You know? It doesn't have a, it doesn't have a good, uh, it doesn't have a good storyline. Right. It barely has a storyline. Yeah. And so the songs need to be great and the songs aren't great. So if the songs aren't great, right. then it has to be really entertaining either comedically or you have to be invested in the story. You're literally not invested in anything. Right. At, at all, only one right. person's going to enter the contest, Josh. I know, but like, there goes people might be like, "Oh, I have." If it's this bad, I've got to see. I, ha- I have M. Bag's address, so I'll just send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, at minute minute fifty two, it's I, I wrote shock treatment, and I put this is the big song question mark, and then I put uh, is this like the time is this the time warp song? It's the time warp equivalent of I, this. Movie. And then I put the song is too short and anticlimactic. Yeah. It's like so it's a nothing burger. <laughs> and then then I put it the, doesn't go anywhere. It's it's it starts in the middle of the song it feels like. Yeah. I, it, it there's almost something there. There's like a kernel of a good song in there. I put the, the the peripheral actors that we see that have lines, they suck. They yeah. su- and I put they, the, they, the band the actors that play the band, they suck. They suck. Like no one in Rocky Horror. Even, even the extras suck. Yes. When they like they couldn't even. There was a scene at the beginning during that Denton song. They're all supposed to be dancing and moving from side to side, at least and clapping. They yeah. can't even clap they're in not, rhythm. They're not even clapping in rhythm. They look bored. Yeah. I don't know if they've been there on set for twelve hours, but it's <laughs> it's awful. And um, 
that's another thing. Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's, um, the main cast is great. And then all the crazies that are like the Adams family type people that, you know, dressed in black with sunglasses and look quirky. They're all great. Yeah. Like I, I don't watch Rocky Horror and go, ah, this, look at this extra. Right. A bad extra <laughs> kills it for me. Yeah. Oh my one, God. It only takes one bad extra to, to kill an entire scene. There's a, your eyes go directly towards that one person. There's a scene in the movie Groundhog Day. It's uh, it's like a big, uh, it's like a, it's a, a dance. Um, and uh, people are supposed to be applauding, but um, sometimes they want you to just mime applauding. And you can see this old guy like this. His <laughs> hands aren't even touching. I'm like, oh no, no. They, they wanted you to just touch your hands. He isn't even, right. and it's every time I see that scene, it kills me. I'm like, look I at this. Look, for that. look at this idiot. It's, it's the scene at the end. Where okay. when, they're, it's, when they're at the... Uh, I think it's on Netflix, yeah. so I'll check it out. Check it out. That's, that's all I'm going to be able to see now whenever uh, I watch that movie. It's ridiculous. What <laughs> else do I have? Uh, 60 minutes in, we get a song called Looking for Trade. I don't even know what that means. I don't remember that one. It's, it's Br- an hour in? It's an hour in. Uh, Janet and Brad sing that. And then I, then I have... Mm. I wrote in all caps with four exclamation points, <laughs> these songs are not fun. No, they're not. <laughs> They're, they're boring and forgettable. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Six, the, the, I kept, I also, Pilar, as we're watching it, she kept asking me, how much longer is this movie? And I would pause it and I'd be like, oh my God, there's 45 more minutes. And she's like, how? I think I did that a couple times. How could there too? be? Because the running time is, um, it's not a long movie. It's only like an hour and a half, I think. It's only like 90 minutes. But like, yeah. You know, a half hour in, you're like, Jesus, when's this going to be over? <laughs> uh, Give me some bread to throw at the screen. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> what do I have written here? Why can't the parents sing? I guess maybe the actors weren't good. The, why can't the parents sing? Yeah, that's right. Well, I put. the dad, the dad sang. Yeah. Then I put. I, then I put. I love when Richard O'Brien sings. He's on the he's on the poster for the movie. He should be the center of the movie yeah. the way Dr. Frankenfurter was. Like right. he should be this evil doctor that's doing experiments on people between commercial breaks or something and then sending I them back. I think he was out. only in the movie just to because he was in the original one. Yeah. You know, they wanted the, that threesome. Yeah. And he wrote it too. He probably felt he needed to be in it, but his part's completely pointless. There's also a thing where like there's a there's um there's people that work at the TV station that are the on-air talent, the anchors. But I didn't I'm I was confused as to what their deal was. I sometimes they would cut to them in an office yeah. and sometimes And there would be all these weird commercials too yeah. that would like especially at the beginning they they would interrupt a scene with to do like this strange commercial for this product. And I don't know. It, it, I think that would might have been an interesting gimmick had they kept it up throughout the whole movie. Yep. Like in between all the scenes of the movie, put like a made up commercial or something yep. with some of the air. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, it's just. Uh, can you imagine what the screening was for for the uh, for the producers at the uh, at the movie studio <laughs> when they went in and saw this thing? Yeah, I mean, it must have been. <laughs> I feel like they probably wouldn't have hated it for a because it's. You know, it's Rocky Horror, and they probably saw that as product. You know yeah, what I mean? True. And and B, it was so it was kind of updated for the '80s with all the, um, you know, the way the set design right. was and everything like that too. So, it, you know, 
the, uh, they probably didn't hate it quite as much. It just doesn't stand up to the test of time as well as Rocky Horror does. And again, right on the cover, it says the tagline is, trust me, I'm a doctor. Well, you're barely in it. You, I, don't even, do I don't even know what you do. Right. <laughs> so he doesn't strange. help. He doesn't help Brad. He doesn't do anything to save him. Right. I And I feel like there was nothing that there's nothing that you can edit out that makes it better. It no. just makes it go by quicker. You could edit out all 90 minutes of it and then have the movie and not watch it. <laughs> even if, if you, even if you just strung the songs together, you'd be disappointed. What, um, yeah. let me see what else I have here. There's something oh, there. Oh, it's 71 minutes. There's a song called breaking out mm. and the band performs it. Yeah. And, and I just put, is this supposed to be the hot patootie moment? Like I didn't hate that song, it, but I didn't love it. Yeah, you don't and even the, remember the, it, do you? I, I vaguely <laughs> remember it. it we, we saw we watched this like a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago now. And the yeah. band is called the Bits. That's the name of the group. Yeah, that sings it. But again, it's just it's forgettable. And there, it's oh, so much of this movie is try hard. Like they're really trying yeah. so hard to capture that that Rocky Horror energy. And maybe they thought that they would appeal to a broader audience if they cleaned it up a little bit. Right. But and PG-ified I think it. it segregates your audience. Yeah. Well, first of all, just product that isn't good segregates your audience. Right. You know what right. I mean? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I made you watch this, Josh. It's okay. For, somehow I have to give you 90 minutes of your life. I'm glad. I, I'm just glad I watched Rocky Horror afterwards. So I can yes, my it really. Yes, it really does yeah. cleanse the palate. Yeah. And then, you know, there's more songs. You know, there's. Uh, I kind of dug the very last song, the Anyhow, Anyhow song. With Brad, kind of Brad Janet, one. and the cast. Yeah, after Brad was reunited with Janet, yeah, and he was let out of solitary confinement. It's not and bad, they had that but little it's a celebratory song. I yeah. think we say it's too little, too late at that point because first of all, yeah. you have to hang in there for the whole movie to get to that the point. One decent song. Maybe maybe they should have uh, opened and closed, bookended it with that song, and then have no more songs. Just yeah. have that one song <laughs> yeah. at the beginning and the end. Um, there's a, there's a dual duet between Brad and Farley. So it's Cliff DeYoung, mm-hmm. who's not a good singer singing no. both parts. And then I put, why so did they, why did they keep tone deaf person with tone deaf person with his tone deaf self? Yes. And then I was like, why did they keep Brad gagged the whole entire movie? He's basically gagged. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want him to, th- to sing cause they knew he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that this was, uh, that, um, Boswick and Sarandon were given this script to to see if they wanted to do it. Yeah, probably. I could see that. And they said no. And they said no, or whether or were they just not considered? Maybe they were. I wonder. Boswick, I feel like probably could have gotten a pass at it, but but soon Sarandon, I would say probably not, because she was kind of becoming a bigger star at that point. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to lower myself to this, you know, because she had had, I think at that point, she'd already had like at least one Oscar nomination, you yeah, know, and she, she was started in, doing bigger roles. Yeah. And like Atlantic City, I think was the early 80s. And uh, um, yeah, and Pretty Baby had been out, the, yeah. the, the Brooke mm-hmm. Shields. I'm sure if we looked at her resume, that she probably has a ton of stuff that we we're, can't think of right now. But yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know what to, it's just, um, it's just such a swing and a miss. Mm. Well, they barely swung. Think of one of the biggest movies of the past 10 years and then imagine a sequel that's just a zero. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, because really, I, I, on a scale of one to 10, 
it's like, I never need to see a second of this again. I feel like I'm giving it a zero. See, and I feel like because I actually did watch a lot of it again, I'm going to give it, I'm kind of hovering between a two and a three here. Two. I think I'm going to give it, I know, I think I'm going to give it a two. Here And look, here's the thing. And one point for each of the songs that I thought were okay. And here's the sad thing is no one ever sets out to make a bad piece of art. Yeah. You know, you listen to some to an album that you don't like. The, the people that were making it thought they were making something good. The people, you know, mm-hmm. just as much hard work goes into making a bad movie as it does to make a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's sad that it's sad that this just has the Rocky Horror moniker attached to because it says it just simply says from the creators of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, those guys yeah. are great. And, they and it's and, really not connected to the first movie in any way, except for the two like main characters. Except that's for the main it. characters, Janet and Brad. And that's oh. it. That's absolutely Damn it. Damn it, Janet. You made a shitty movie. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Bad, Brad. Bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going, going back to what you asked about um, the screening room when, it first, when they first were showing to the producers, I kind of wonder now if maybe they kind of saw what we saw because they didn't release the movie properly. Like it didn't right. have a regular theatrical run. It was only showed at midnight screenings. So they probably knew that they had a, at least, you know, like a cult movie right? in the sense of Rocky Horror, or they just knew it was a piece of shit and didn't want the general public to see it. Oh, excuse me. So I wonder. It, mm-hmm. It's not even a movie that you can show as a double feature with Rocky Horror right. either. Right. Because people are going, are going to leave. Right. <laughs> They've already seen and Rocky Horror. There's there's nothing really Halloweeny about it. No. There's nothing scary or spooky about it. No. Like there is a there is a there is a little bit of a creep element in Rocky Horror. Oh yeah. I mean Big and time. then and then they you know they carve Eddie up, you know, yes. meatloaf again. <laughs> I mean yeah. so there is yeah, there is a Halloween like That was symbolic casting, wasn't it? Right. Meatloaf. Exactly. <laughs> like how are you what are you gonna dress up like? For for this uh, shock treatment, I mean, you can wear uh, doctor scrubs. I mean, it's stupid. A, a, a long white or a long black dress. A long I black dress. Yeah, it's terrible. A television dress like a TV. <laughs> it's so disappointing. Like just yeah. Josh, just the fact that this this has been sitting like on top of the uh, my pile of uh, uh, Blu-rays by the TV. <laughs> a layer of dust over the yeah, top of it. it <laughs> Josh, it did have a layer of dust on it. Before I brought it up here, I was like, "What's that? Oh!" And I had to wipe it off. But um, <laughs> please know when you win this, it's uh, it was purchased brand new and only viewed twice by Josh yes. and by myself. Yes, that's right. But um, for <laughs> if you choose to enter it after you hearing after I mean, hearing this episode, I've seen so many movies when people say, "Oh my god, this movie is horrible," and I say, "Oh, I got to see it." You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, yeah, to go in with with that in mind, this isn't the room bad. Like the room will have you laughing. Well, that, and entertained. Well, that's the thing. The room yeah. will have you laughing and entertained. And yeah. there's almost no entertainment value in this no, movie. This is actually, this was actually like, I got bored a couple times watching this. You should never be bored when you're watching a, a musical comedy. Right. You should <laughs> never be bored. They missed on everything. That's like the ultimate sin. If you're doing okay. a musical. Yeah. Okay. So the sets were not good. Mm-hmm. The costumes aren't good. The extras aren't good. The acting, for the most part, isn't great. Um, the songs aren't good. The songs aren't good. The stories aren't good. The dialogue is the terrible. The dialogue is terrible. And, like, as I was watching it, I'm, I kept trying to think, like, 
what, what, what could I yell out here? What, what would be funny from the audience at this part? And I'm just like, they're not giving me any- off the fucking movie. <laughs> Turn, off- <laughs> Turn the sound down. I mean, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that can be yelled from the audience. Except, boo! Right. No, there there wouldn't be anything yelled from the audience because the whole audience would have left anyway by the half hour mark. Yeah. Well, if you've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, definitely go see it. Yeah. Or not go see it, see it. Well, go, go see, see it. it or see it at home, wherever. You can go see it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. you can. In a 25% full theater. <laughs> right. <laughs> and wear, wear your masks and you'll be fine. Um, what was I going to say? Did you do Quadrophenia? No, haven't done that one. All right. That's a good one. Yeah, because I, I actually own it, but I've never watched it. Yeah, but oh, I've really? never watched it. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you know this much in advance. It, there, it, there's almost no music in it. It's just uh, like oh. a dramatic telling of, of, of what the, the story music... of the album. Okay. Well, then. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a bad movie, but it's not a musical. But you've seen it or you haven't seen it? I have seen it. Yeah. Oh, you have it seen it. Quite a while ago, yeah. All right. Sting's in it. Sting is in it, yeah. He doesn't sing, though. Not in it that much, but That's he's in it. Sting pre-nose uh, job. Yes. Pre-lute Sting. Yes. All right. Well, we'll think of one. Okay. One that will make up for the shock treatment. And whoever yeah. ends up getting the DVD. I'll send it to it's you. It's free. Yes, it's yeah. free. You'll be getting it from Pat, not from You'll me. You'll be getting it from me. Josh will tell me. will send it. The second that he finds out who gets it, he's going to be sending it. Oh, my God. It I'm putting it. Site. I'm actually putting it in an envelope tonight with my return <laughs> label on it. All I have to do is fill out who it's going to. So I'm ready. It's out the door. Yep. I'm ready. <laughs> Dust and all. All right, Josh. Thank you. I'm signing <laughs> off. Thank as you so if, much. Yeah. It sounds like I want to leave. I don't want to leave, but I, I, I think we're done. I think we're done, but I mean, what else can we really say at this point? I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell us, before we go, tell us a little bit for those who might not be listeners of the Rock Solid podcast, what, what you're all about. Rock Solid, is, Rock Solid is the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. Um, during the lockdown, um, I always used to do interviews with um, musicians. I would do it in person. And then during lockdown... I had to start doing it through Zoom, which I totally was against because yeah. doing it in person was fun for me because I got to meet the people and uh, there's, a, there's more of an immediacy when you're face to face. And I still believe yeah. that. But during the lockdown, I've been able to get so many people that I that don't live in LA and that I didn't have access to. So that's been really fun. And I've had- uh, You've John, had some killer ones. John lately. Anderson from yeah. Yes and Patty Smythe from Scandal. And, and Rob Halford from Judas Priest and Cy Kernan from The Fix. And I mean, just amazing. So many. Susie Quattro. Susie Quattro. And, and, and yeah, uh, Jeff Downs. Yeah. Jeff Downs. Peter Asher. Peter <laughs> Asher. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's been. And people are just saying, sure, because what are they doing? You right. know, they're sitting at home. Yeah. But uh, but my podcast is also not the guest of the week podcast. I have some rotating yeah. co-hosts and sometimes we'll just do a topic like our favorite songs that have the word blue in the title. And we joke and stuff like that. So so it's a lot of, you know, it, there's a lot of variety with the episodes, but I, I do like interviewing people. But I do like sitting down with my friends and just uh, just chatting about music. So and they're, they're all great. All the episodes are super fun. Well, that's nice. Love, love, love the. Yeah, it is. I, and, I mean, I have to say you're on the show. That's right true. Now, so. That's true. You can edit <laughs> this out, though. 
Right. <laughs> you can even download the episodes, a few episodes I was on. Yes, there's like four like or five episodes you've been on. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, too many. I apologize. <laughs> just go to rocksolid, rocksolidpodcast.com. And on Twitter, we are at Rock Solid Show. And you know, you'll find what you want to know. And, um, and yeah, we ten, 10 years and over 525 episodes. Wow, that's amazing. I know, it's crazy. Crazy, yeah. So Well, 2006 was 14 years ago, so. That's true. Time flies. That's true. <laughs> thank you, Josh. Oh, thank you so much. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. It's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips.